Welcome to the Shepherd King Podcast. We exist to equip pastors and leaders in the local church to transcend beyond current culture, to see government through the lens of the gospel, and engage as modeled in the scriptures. I am Leo Lazzarini. And I'm Greg Baker. Thank you so much for joining us for one more episode of the Shepherd King Podcast. As you know, we are talking about shepherding. And today we will focus our episode on our perfect shepherd, Shepherd King Jesus. Greg, what does the Bible has to say about Jesus as our perfect shepherd? Leo, this is the episode we've been waiting for. We intentionally called this podcast The Shepherd King. The scriptures refers to Jesus as the King of Kings the Lord of Lords. It says in Isaiah that the government rests upon his shoulders. He's not only the head of church, he's the head of government. He reigns, he reigns for all time. He is sitting at the right hand of God right now. All things under his feet, all authority held by him. He is the name above all names, the name that every knee will bow and every tongue will confess that Jesus Christ is the Lord. And we think of all the many powerful people throughout all of human history. You name the big names as Caesar Augustus's, Queen Victoria held these mighty empires. All have faded into the night and crumbled, but King Jesus remains. And all leaders of the world have and will bow down to him. They will. And the scriptures calls him the author and perfecter of our faith. He is the one that we must look to. And that's why we named this podcast after him. We want to imitate the shepherd king. He provided that example of what it means for us. And I think the best place in the scriptures to start with this, Leo, is his birth. The scripture says that he was born at the time of Caesar Augustus. Hmm. And I love the parallel of the two kings here, Leo. Caesar Augustus, perhaps the most powerful man in all world history, and the king of kings coexisting. Caesar lived in a palace in Rome, in a powerful capital city. Jesus was born in another king's home, the king of David's home, Bethlehem. Born to two poor parents in a feeding trough. And the world would practically look at that and say, who had power? Who had power? A king's edict came out during that time for all babies to be slaughtered because they did not want King Jesus to live. But God in his sovereignty protected Christ. And it was Jesus who would ultimately reign. I encourage those listening to go check out Rome today. See how well Caesar Augustus's empire panned out. You can get some really cool pictures of some ruins. Christ began building his church. The kingdom of God has come. The kingdom of God is near. And look at Christ's church today. And it's continuing to grow. That is our king. 
And right there, we see a significant difference in how Jesus sees leading and how the world is seen leading. One looked to power and wealth and honor. Christ looked to laying down your life in selflessness. Amen, Greg. And as you mentioned, our, our podcast is really aimed at Jesus. Understand government through the scriptures and look into our perfect shepherd. Why does Jesus, why does the word describe Jesus as a shepherd as well? Why is that significant? So in the last episode, we talked about shepherd is a type of leader. So Jesus is a king. That has been clearly established. But what kind of king is he? He is chosen a shepherd. And why? God in his very nature is a shepherd. That is who he is, and that has been his constant demeanor towards people. God has constantly put the needs of others before his own. God is why God is patient. That is why God is kind, compassionate, and loving. It's in his very nature, and the shepherding style of leadership has been intertwined into him. And Christ is the perfect embodiment of that style of a leader. Christ is the perfect example that said, I am not factoring in my needs while I am here. I am factoring the needs of people, and I am laser-focused. I'm not distracted. I know what the people's deepest needs are. They must be reconciled to God. And the shepherd is willing to pay whatever the cost. And it cost him his very life. If he wasn't a shepherd king, we would deserve the whip and judgment that mankind was deserved. A king holds the power of justice in their hand. And Jesus held the power of justice. If you remove shepherding, God did not come, did not send his son to not condemn the world, but it would have been God sent his one and only son to condemn the world if he removed that shepherding component. Jesus came to die, not bear justice that we deserved. He will return and he will bear his justice because a good king, a just God has to do it. But God was not driven by his justice. He was driven by grace because he's the good shepherd. Amen, Greg. And as you were speaking, it reminded me of the Gospels when Jesus, there's a point in time where he, he says that he set his face to go to Jerusalem. He was determined to go. And even his disciples, Peter, one of the closest ones, would say, no, you won't do that. We won't allow you to do that. But he was so determined to lay down his life for the people because the greatest need of ours is salvation from our sins. And he knew that and he laid down his life for us. So what a yeah. great example of a shepherd. Check out this verse. I love this verse. You, know, you pointed this out to me today and I, I love this. It's, it's Ezekiel 34. He says here, I'm starting in verse 11. This is what the Lord says. See, I myself will search for my flock and will look for them. As a shepherd looks for his sheep on the day he was 
is among his scattered flock. So I will look for my flock. I will rescue them from all the places that have been scattered on the day of clouds and total darkness. I will bring them out for their peoples and gather them from the countries, and I'll bring them to their own soil. I will shepherd them on the mountains of Israel and the ravines and all the inhabited land. I'll tend to them in a good pasture, and their grazing place will be in Israel's lofty mountains. They will lie down in good grazing place, and they will feed in rich pasture on the mountains of Israel. I will tend my flock and let them lie down. This is the declaration of the Lord. I will seek the lost, bring back the strays, bandage the injured, and strengthen the weak. God chose to come in the form of a shepherd. But I will destroy the fat and the strong. I will shepherd them with justice. It never compromises justice. But the shepherd is driven by grace and compassion. He, that is the form he chose to take for us because that is who he is in his very being. Amen. Amen. And he has been forever. When you think about Israel, God was their king. They rejected him. And he, he gave them a king. But, of course, the king was imperfect. And later on, Jesus came as the perfect king. So God in his patience, he really blows our mind to see his mercy, grace, forgiveness, and constantly shepherding his people all the way through the end without giving up on us. After we rebelled against him, after we rejected him, how is it is for us to give up on people as people reject us? And that's so right, Leos. Remember in Samuel he says, I long to be your king. Mm. But then remember, he says, I'll give you your king. And remember, he warned him of all the things a king would take. Mm. Why? Because their king would not be a shepherd king like he was. Mm -hmm. Their king would not put their interests before his own. And his palace and all the things that that earthly king would demand out of the people. Where God demanded none of those things of them. And that was what was to set them apart. Israel was there to be an ambassador, to represent God to the people. And the greatest thing that they could have shown the world, check out who our king is, check out his demeanor, look how he's different mm -hmm. from the rest of yours, because our king is a shepherd king. They did not only reject what was best for them, they rejected what the world desperately needed an example of a true king, one who puts the needs before others, one that would have driven the world to their knees where they would have bowed mm -hmm. and repented. That is very good, Greg. Greg, we're talking about God as our shepherd, right? We're talking about Jesus, our perfect shepherd. But there's a moment in time that he showed to be that perfect shepherd. Would you mind sharing about that time? Yeah, Leo, we, we can't exactly have a podcast about episode about Jesus being the shepherd king without talking about the largest climax moment. And that was the cross. The king's reign here ended with the cross. The King of Kings, the Lord of Lords, permitted his life to be taken by Rome. 
And Jesus said, nobody takes his life, but he lays it down. Nobody. Rome didn't take it. The Sanhedrin didn't take it. He laid it down. He freely gave it. The King of Kings, the Lord of Lords, did not pursue all of his selfish interest. He didn't pursue power. He didn't pursue power for eternity. He pursued the cross. Because he knew what the cross would bring. The cross would bring what the people needed most of all. Reconciliation to the Father. Conquering of sin and death. People's greatest enemy that they brought on themselves. And Jesus came to provide and do the one thing we could never do. Defeat them. He defeated it for us. So we didn't have to. He chose to lay down his life. The Son of Man did not come to be served, but to serve and give his life as a ransom to many. For him, this was not a figurative thing. It was literal. He literally laid down his life for people. And the prime age of his life of 33, right when his movement was growing and it was reaching a a huge mass that couldn't be stopped. He freely laid down his life, much to the shock of his followers. Jesus knew what the people needed. Maybe it wasn't what they wanted, but it's what they needed. And that is our shepherd king. And that moment in human history is far bigger than just that time. It has penetrated all of human history, all time before it was impacted by that cross and all time after it was forever impacted on that cross. God had a universal message to send. I am your shepherd king. I am just and I am merciful. I am just, but in my mercy, I will bear that shame right here on that cross. And that is why he's the name above all names. That is why he is worthy. Worthy is the lamb who is slain. And as we continue these podcast episodes, as we continue to pour into government, or as we as the church, well beyond you or me, or before you and me, we must always point to the one who is worthy. Because only in him is there any hope for mankind. Amen, Greg. Praise God for our Savior. Praise God. Thank you so much for joining me today, Greg, and for this discussion on our Shepherd King. I know we could go for hours and hours talking and reflecting on our King Jesus. There's so much depth into that treasure. And that's our hope that as you join us in the Shepherd King podcast, that we, by God's grace, would point all of you to Christ and that we could exalt him from talking about his word, talking about him, lifting him up. So thank you so much for joining us today. The Shepherd King podcast is brought to you by the Church Ambassador Network, a ministry of the Family Leader Foundation that inspires the church to engage government for the advance of God's kingdom. For more information about the Church Ambassador Network, or if you would like to donate, please visit our website, thefamilyleader.com backslash church.